Hey walruses, we're going to get a bit up close and personal in this episode. It's not so much the safety gear or the full body harness, the hard hat or your car handbrake on. It might be more of a Kleenex moment today as we hit episode 69 of the Speedmander podcast with me your host Gavin Wall, he who overshares a little in life but only in an effort to aid others achieve abundance in their life journeys too. Look, the saddest the most difficult night of my life was the night I realised a decade ago that I was going to lose everything my wife and I had built up. Every single solitary penny, including our own home. Back in the noughties, we were very successful. I was a leading barrister in Northern Ireland, earning hundreds of thousands of pounds per year. We had 50 properties um, rented out. Helen was an accountant and had a great job uh, financing businesses for one of the largest banks in the world, KBC Bank. We had on the outside an idyllic existence. Helen came from a very loving household that didn't have much to cover the outgoings of the seven children of which she was the youngest and I came from a very privileged household in which I was the eldest. Look, we sought to bring those two elements together in one household where love and success were abundant. Unfortunately for Helen, the success and abundance and love we built up wasn't enough for me and I don't mean that in a financial sense, I mean in the achievement stakes I felt perhaps um, peculiarly, peculiarly to some that the opportunity was limited as a barrister. To some that may be the peak of achievement, but for me it was actually limited. The limit of a successful professional life didn't sit easy with me and I wanted to test myself in a marketplace that had no barriers to entry but had unlimited opportunity where I could prove my ability and desire against the very best. Like I'd stopped buying houses in 2006 which I believed were overvalued, and instead bought four pieces of land to try and get into the property chain at an earlier stage. Like I had millions of pounds of equity, and although I expected and predicted a crash of 25% in the market, I thought that we could comfortably weather that and treat it actually as a buying opportunity. But what I hadn't factored in was that there was a 90% drop in the value of the land I bought in 2006. I hadn't also factored in some business partners I'd acquired who were not aligned with my approach in life. Now, I I accept uh, my responsibility for letting them in. I hadn't factored in the demand loans which the banks could recall within 14 days' notice and all of the personal guarantees I'd given that I hadn't factored in also. Uh, And even worse than that, I'd even somehow managed to get my wife's name on one of the land deals as a personal guarantor. Uh, To this day, I'm not even sure how that all happened. Now, I should say that hubris and lack of gratitude in my life were probably just as instrumental in my downfall as some bad business decisions. Um, I really had created the perfect fucking storm and I got my ass handed to me on a plate or on a platter. Now, the the day that I knew we were likely to lose everything was the day I couldn't get the valuation I needed on a piece of land that I just received planning permission on for 18 new apartments. I was so distracted that day, I forgot to apply the handbrake of my Jeep. And as the Jeep rolled down our driveway, I foolishly jumped behind it to try and prevent it hitting a wall. Now that was the most stupid thing I've ever done. 
and I have done some stupid amount of shit in my time, so it was pretty bad. I failed to halt the Jeep. It seems obvious now, looking back, and I failed to halt the Jeep rolling back, and my leg got trapped between the Jeep and the wall, and I actually still have a dent in my thigh to this very day. I was hysterical. My wife begged me to go to the hospital, and I remember going to bed that night sobbing and praying that God would take me. Our first daughter... I was just a baby and I believed I didn't deserve to have them and they certainly didn't deserve to have a loser like me as a father and uh, a husband. I went to bed that night and prayed for God or whoever could hear me up there uh, to take me. I forced myself into a physical and emotional convulsion and thought, in fact, prayed I'd have a heart attack under the stress that I created within myself. When morning came, I was unfortunately still there, but it was clear my wife, Helen, didn't blame me. I'm honest enough to say that if the shoe was on the other foot, I don't think I would be as charitable to her as she was to me. And that's hard for me to admit that. I think now I would, but at that time I don't think I would have been. And she still loved me and wanted me to be there for her and for our daughter, Erin. I was guilty of hubris, I was guilty of a failure of gratitude, I was guilty of recklessness, and I got what I deserved. But for some reason unknown to me, to this day, my wife still supported and loved and wanted me. She didn't deserve that, my daughter didn't deserve it, um, but they got it anyway. It was this love that enabled me to visualise how I'd repay that commitment, and believe me, I would plenty of time to think about what I'd done during the five years of living in my sister-in-law's back bedroom where we lived uh, with our first and then our second and then our third child. Now, for the record, my sister-in-law was absolutely wonderful to us, but I had a lot of time during that five years to think about what I'd done. Now, I visualised what kept me going, folks. I visualised night after night after night how I'd rebuild our lives even better than before. Helen had only one request, Um, That when we got our own home again, that it had a south-facing garden and we could have all our children's bedrooms on the same floor with us. I crafted my plan of hashtag seven-year sacrifice, um, which was what I reckoned it would take for, uh, that if we did the right things, we sacrificed every luxury in life. If we ate out-of-date food for many years, if we never left Ireland for seven years because we had no passports, I shaved my own head. Um, every every six weeks to save on barber's bills and to save time. If we did all of that, and you can hear that in an episode, Seven Years Sacrifice, if we did all that, I reckon we'd be back to where we were before in seven years. But there's a reason for me sharing all of this with you today. Because I recently did a, a LinkedIn post as Helen has finally got her credit uh, score back to 999 um, uh, after all the mess that was on our credit file has now expired six years after the last of the mess is gone. Interestingly, there's still one bank, uh, Lloyd's, acting the awkward squad with me, and I've registered a complaint with them, as I should be clear of that now too. But from the huge response I had on LinkedIn from the post, with hundreds and hundreds of likes and comments, it's clear to me that there are a lot of people who are suffering in total silence to this type of stuff that we went through, who are really under pressure, who aren't quite sure whether to stick or twist and have no one to talk to about their predicament. I'm putting this episode out there, not so much to recount the story of our comeback from Financial Armageddon, but because I know from the response that there's so many out there who either 
have been through similar struggles or who are going through them at the moment at the minute and don't know um, whether they will or whether they can return. Some are trapped in that feeling I had that night when the jeep hit my leg and I prayed that I'd be taken away. Now I want to get a conversation going that's okay to have been there. It's okay to talk about your struggles. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to reach out to others for help. Uh, whether it's emotional or even financial, it's okay to fail, spectacularly in my case. And you know what? If you accept responsibility for your errors, get some support around you, visualise how you're going to put things right. And if your why in that plan is to benefit someone other than yourself, particularly if you feel you've let others down, and then you dig your fucking self out from the deep, you dig and dig and dig, and you work hard, there can be a very bright future ahead of you again, folks. Many others like me have done it before you. You can do it too. Believe me. Feel free to reach out to me uh, for support and advice. I'd be happy to help you if I can talk you through some of it. Hopefully, by starting this conversation around financial Armageddon, it can free up some of you to share your experiences, including the many who've contacted me by DM or PM who aren't ready to do so publicly and feel trapped for so many reasons, such as family, shame, neighbours, employers, staff, lack of knowledge and for so many other reasons. Interestingly to me, in America it's a badge of honour to have failed spectacularly but in the UK and Ireland it's a very different story and there's far more shame and dishonour heaped on those who have dared to dream but failed. Now I'm not advocating financial Armageddon just to gain your stripes. You should always protect the downside as Richard Branson would say, something which I failed to do myself back in the noughties but I want to help change the narrative that those who have tried and su- suffered the financial consequences are not shunned but held closer to our bosoms to support them back to getting their lives back on track. If you're where I was or maybe on your way there, you too can be a hero. You too can be a hero. Don't let this failure define you. Let the glory of the comeback be your legacy, my friend. Let the glory of the comeback be your legacy. Now I want to provide a number of hacks that can help those who are either in the position that we were in or heading to that position or don't know where to turn because of the shame of asking. And I'm going to give you a number of wee hacks here, about 13, just to help you through this difficult time. Stop spending, number one, and here's where some tough love comes in here, folks. Stop spending outside your means. If you're spending on credit um, and are only a couple of missed paychecks away from financial meltdown, then your spending is going to cause a difficulty or it's such that you won't be able to prevent one when a difficulty actually arises. Number two, if you've had your wipeout already, shut down all unnecessary spend to hasten the point at which you're back on your feet. Number three, get yourself an online credit card to help repair your credit score. Interestingly, the only store card I could get on an online shop was for oversized women and my wife used to give me some ribbon about that. No, I should maybe not have shared that one with you, but there you go, oversharing as usual. Number four, never lose lose hope. Never lose hope, folks. There's a hero story just waiting for you if you can pull it back and one day you'll be telling your grandkids about your wipeout, but how you fought your way back. Number five, ask for help. Even if it's just a trusted friend for a shoulder to cry on, make sure you reach out to people. Okay, number six, seek, speak. To a financial expert or citizens of price or an insolvency practitioner. They are the experts in this field. 
get their advice. It's the not knowing, which is the bit that kills you when you're in that time. And I did that myself. Now, number seven, analyse what went, what went wrong. Take your responsibility for your own mess. This is the single biggest determinant for whether you can be the hero of your own story in the future or not. Now, many people who were involved at the same time as me as the financial crash, um, who got wiped out also, they never made it back like I did because they blamed the banks, they blamed their business partners, they blamed everybody under the sun except for themselves. Number eight, stay busy at all times so you don't think about the carnage you're trying to repair. Now, I did this working 16 hours per day every single day. Now, I fell into bed every night exhausted from the work. Never had time to think about any of it as navel-gazing or worrying can be detrimental to your productivity. So keep busy, folks. Don't procrastinate and think about it too much. Number nine, check your mindset that you're following all the practical advice in the Speed Mentor podcast about developing an unstoppable mindset, about your morning routine and all the other things like that. That's number nine. Number ten, be patient. You must be patient. The rehab process takes time to come to fruition. As you can see, my wife has now just got her um, uh, uh, credit score back at 999. And that's a decade after we started going through this shit. We were the thick end of it. As I said, we were the thick end of a decade to rebuild ours. And six years since the shit got wiped off ours. So be patient, folks. Number 11, build a fucking plan and stick to it ruthlessly. Number 12, build a fucking plan and stick to it ruthlessly. Number 13, build a fucking plan and stick to it ruthlessly. That's what you got to do, folks. If you don't have a plan to get out of it and you don't be people, bring people on your journey with you, you're never getting out. Okay, Wallaces, write the story of your comeback. Don't make the same mistakes twice. Believe in yourself and make it happen. And you too will be inspiring others one day when they hear about your comeback. It can be a powerful driver to think that you'll be able to help others who will go through similar stuff in the future. Thanks for talking to the wall today. Don't forget to hit me up on my social channels, particularly LinkedIn, Insta, Facebook and Twitter. If you haven't given me a review um, just yet, and why don't you follow uh, my secret smiles lead who blessed me with a review titled A Must Daily Listen. Now, Gavin, and the review goes like this. Gavin should be an inspiration to us all. His energy, common sense approach and business know-how is now my essential listening every morning. Even better than that, he comes from our wee country. Only negative is that he's a spur supporter. Be sure to subscribe and and uh, I hope you're not a gooner or I'm actually going to block you. But anyway, please listen to my secret smile and subscribe and review now. Now, every one of us will have different ups and downs in our life. Whether you come back from your own particular Armageddon on a hero is your choice.